0: Please, don't touch that. Thank you so much, Mrs. Saxe. Thank you. And she was out on the landing in a quarter of the minute. He had only one visitor, the college doctor, who saw him twice, stayed for about fifteen minutes on each occasion, and left without saying a word. He took all his meals in his room for the first week. Not that he ate very much, according to Oliver Bickerdyke, who worked in the kitchens. He took up a tray three times a day, only to take it away again an hour later, barely touched. In the absence of hard fact, fantasy was piled upon fantasy. He was a government scientist, they decided. No, he worked in intelligence. No, no, he was a genius. He'd had a nervous breakdown. His presence in Cambridge was an official secret. He had friends in high places. He had met Mr Churchill. He had met the King. In all of which speculation, they would have been gratified to learn, they were absolutely and precisely correct. Three days later, early on the morning of Friday the 26th of February, the mystery was given a fresh twist. Kite was sorting the first delivery of mail when he came across not one but three envelopes readdressed to T.R.G. Jericho, Esquire. He squinted at the postmarks. Bletchley There was an old ordnance survey map hanging at the back of the lodge, showing the dense triangle of southern England enclosed by Cambridge, Oxford and London. Bletchley sat astride a big railway junction exactly midway between the two university towns. Kite studied the more interesting of the three envelopes. He sniffed it. He had been sorting mail for more than forty years, and he knew a woman's handwriting when he saw it. A kettle was boiling on the gas ring at the back of the stove. He glanced around. Within seconds he was holding the flap of the envelope to the steam. The flap quickly moistened, curled, opened, and kite-extracted a card. "'He had just about read through to the end when he heard the lodge door open. "'A blast of wind shook the windows. "'He stuffed the card back into the envelope, "'dipped his little finger into the glue-pot kept ready by the stove, "'and stuck down the flap, "'then casually poked his head round the corner to see who had come in. "'He almost had a stroke. "'Oh, good heavens! morning, Mr. Jericho, sir! "'Are there any letters for me, Mr. Kite?' "'Jericho was a pale young man, quite short, with dark hair and dark eyes, "'twin darknesses that served to emphasise the pallor of his skin. "'Not as I've noticed, sir. i i look again.' "'Kite retreated with dignity to the alcove "'and tried to iron out the damp envelope with his sleeve. "'It was only slightly crumpled.' He slipped it into the middle of a handful of letters, came out to the front, and performed, even if he said so himself, a virtuoso pantomime of searching through them. No, no, nothing. Ah, yes, here's something. Gracious. And two more. Kite proffered them across the counter. Your birthday, sir? Yesterday. Jericho stuffed the envelopes into the inside pocket of his overcoat without glancing at them. Many happy returns, sir. Kite watched the letters disappear and gave a silent sigh of relief. That afternoon, when the trio gathered for tea as usual around the Coke stove, Kite was able to advance a whole new explanation for Jericho's presence in their midst. He now asserted with confidence that the young fellow was obviously suffering from a broken heart. Jericho did not open his letters immediately. Instead, he squared his shoulders and tilted forwards into the wind. After a week in his room, the richness of the oxygen pummeling his face made him feel light-headed. He followed the flagstone path that led through the college. A stone passageway led off from one side of the path, its arch grown over with untended ivy. He glanced, by force of habit, at the set of windows on the second floor, They were dark and shuttered. He hesitated and then stepped off the path. The staircase was just as he remembered it, except that now this wing of the college was closed and the wind had blown dead leaves into the well of the steps. He tried the light switch. It clicked uselessly. But he could still make out the name, one of three painted on a wooden board in elegant white capitals, now cracked and faded.